another episode of In-Depth. My name is Luke Hardeco, and I'm a surf coach at Ombi. If you're new to Ombi, we take a look at surfing from the perspective of ocean, mind, body, and equipment. In this podcast, it's about straight to the point tips, things that you can take away, implement into your surfing, or things that change the way you view your surfing. This week, I wanted to dive into if you're either coming back into surfing after years off, or if you've had an injury, and it's kind of a weird, unplanned situation that literally yesterday, I've just horribly injured my back and I'll be out of surfing for probably a couple of weeks. This is a weird coincidence, not even surfing, but it is what it is. So I'll be going through both of those concepts if you haven't been surfing, or if you've been taking extensive time out, or if you're just having this injury that stopped you from completely surfing and getting back in what you should and shouldn't do. So if you have spent that time out, you've had an injury and it's kept you out of the water, it can be a tough ride back in. And it's one that can sometimes not feel like riding a bike again. It's not that you've lost the skill, it's just that you need to blow out the cobwebs. And sometimes that process can be rough. So in this whole podcast, I'm gonna navigate that and let you know. And the first thing is I don't want you to make this mistake. And the biggest mistake most surfers make coming back to surfing is to set goals very high with things like, I want to surf just like I used to when I was 20 or something similar along those lines. And this is a great goal. The goal isn't the problem. It's that the goal is going to take a lot of steps to get to. And if you don't meet that goal or the journey is slow, it's going to lead to frustration and negative self-talk. And no doubt the reason for getting back into surfing ties into you having fun. So you want to set your sights on that goal first. You need to manage your expectations and embrace the suck. Your expectations will make or break a surf before you've even paddled out. If you expect to have your pop-up dialed in on day one and don't, that surf is going to get very frustrating very quickly. Instead, change the expectations to something reachable. Set it out to just trying, to working on things, or even just paddling out and having fun. Everything after that then becomes a bonus. This will guarantee you'll be getting back in the water again and not feeling like, I'm a failure, why do I suck at this? After that, you need to embrace the suck. Embracing the suck just means to embrace the things that have changed between now and your last surf. Embrace that you may not be as good as you were before, but that you just need to get a few surfs under your belt to bring you up to speed. And by embracing the suck, it opens you up to be in a more positive mindset and you accept that failure is guaranteed along the way. I'm not going to go too deep into those two sections there because there's entire podcasts on embracing the suck and lowering your expectations. So there's going to come a point where you need to deal with the changes in your ability or things that are different since you last surfed. And if that's been years or there has been an injury involved, no doubt things have changed. The question is what's changed and bringing awareness to that. If it's been years, then it can be a lot of things going on. Just be aware of those changes 
is going to help you avoid negative self-talk and enjoy it more. It's not meant to beat you down, but to be used to help define the goals and where you are now together. So fitness is an obvious change. Maybe you're less fit or still relatively fit. However, paddle fitness can be a whole other ball game and those first few surfs will be a challenge fitness-wise. If you need to get fit again, accept that and incorporate any endurance training in your current fitness or start swimming laps. Again, you can listen to last week's episode about swimming. Don't be afraid to go to a bigger board than before. It's going to help you paddle easier, stabilize the pop-up and catching more waves easier. Remember, getting back into surfing is for the fun of it. Build consistency in your surfing, blow out the cobwebs, then work on the bigger goals. And if you do have an injury, you need to work with the injury and not against it. So bad posture, wear and tear, and injuries are going to impact how your body moves. And if you're carrying an injury, work with it. Talk to a specialist about your injury and understand how you should treat it, but how to accommodate it. This will go a long way to enjoying your surfing. And if you have a lower back problem, either pain or a limit to your range of motion, your pop-up is going to suffer. If you have an issue in the hips or legs, it's the same again. If you expect your pop-up will be a struggle, it's an easier pill to swallow and the game becomes all about progress to a pop-up and not you must nail every pop-up. So what this leads us to is another concept that injuries and changes in the body are harder on the mind in surfing. The reason for this is that we tend to not notice their mental impact on our surfing. Yes, we may not be as fit or mobile with age, but the knowledge that we used to be able to do something without an issue, but can't now, is a really tough pill to swallow. The problem isn't always fitness or mobility though. Sometimes it's how we view the problem and things that have changed since we were younger. With aging, some surfers might not be aware that they now subconsciously have a bigger self-preservation instinct and this can create anxiety or stress in their surfing. How this manifests can be sitting wider on the peak, looking for safety. It can also be just not wanting to fight it out with the crowd anymore. But as well as that, it can be stiff and tense surfing affecting how you move and by messing up the pop-up by looking at the bottom of the wave and not down the line. You're now responding to fear or you're responding to the environment in different ways that changes how you respond. Without realizing it, you could be making these choices that are making your surfing harder on yourself. Things that make you feel comfortable, but that new comfort zone is holding you back, making you wonder, why can't I do this anymore? If you feel your surfing is struggling, you don't feel comfortable like you used to, or something has drastically changed, just think about what may be the root cause of that. Try to identify it and figure out the best way to quiet your mind so you can do what you want to do. This may be a slow process of expanding your comfort zone with exposure to the issue and solution every surf. Again, there is another podcast episode on that. Similar, I believe it would be confronting the mental side of surfing. 
unfortunately I don't remember the number off the top of my head. Now, if you come back after a major injury and you've been out of the water for a while, you need to set realistic goals that account for the injury. And if you're just coming back after 20 years, it's the same thing, set realistic goals. Most surfers don't want to admit that they can't do something. We all have an ego in one way or another. The best thing you can do is drop it. So as an example, if you had hip or knee replacements, you need to be very conscious and aware of what your body can and can't do. And your specialist is going to advise you on that. But if you can't get up off the floor easily, how do you expect to pop up on a surfboard? That's just going to be setting yourself up for failure and frustration. It sucks. But you want to accept what your body can and can't do. Work through the limitations and set goals. When you know you can easily get up off the floor without issue, loss of balance or pain, start moving on to doing the pop-up on the floor. But always ask your specialist first. Again, if you can't pop up on the floor where it's easy and there's no resistance or uneven surface, you won't be popping up in the surf. Once you can do it easily and effectively, remind yourself to set the expectations and embrace the suck. Moving into the surf will again be another level of difficulty as you're now going to try and do it on an uneven surface. If the injury is different and impacts your paddling, your ability to move freely, whatever that may be, you need to be aware of that and what your limitations are. Don't make the injury worse by paddling for three hours at a point break with a sweep while you have tennis elbow. That's just asking for pain for the next couple days. Think of shorter surfs and at a frequency your specialist recommends. Allow for recovery time. Always revert to your specialist and how to move and adapt to your limitations. Don't fight through them. Don't forget about your recovery and how important that is to keep working on improving strength, mobility, and range of motion for any injury or limitation. If you do this when you hit the water, you'll know what to expect of your body and how to enjoy the moment so you can continue surfing. And that feeling of getting back into it is fun and not a slog. It doesn't feel like a chore. So in summary, remember getting back into surfing is for the fun of it. Start by building consistency in your surfing, blow out the cobwebs, and then work on the bigger goals. Drop the expectations and embrace the suck, and everything after that will be a bonus. Things will have changed between your last surf, so work with that, not against it. Move to a bigger board if you have to and start swimming to build up paddle fitness. If things get uncomfortable, or there are changes in your ability that you can't figure out, maybe things have changed mentally and you see surfing slightly different. That can be an increased self-preservation instinct, responding to fear in different ways. Try to identify the root cause of that tension or stress, as dealing with that will drastically change how you surf and your ability to move freely and make better decisions. If you're coming back from an injury, Always talk to a specialist about it and work with that injury and the limitations in your body. 
If the injury is serious, work on land first. Figure out if you can do a pop-up properly or move the way you want to do. This will cut out all the pain and frustration of wondering, why can't I do it? Because if you can't do the movement on land with the injury, you won't be doing it in the surf. And if you'd like to improve your surfing, you can start a free trial by heading to ombi.co. You can start our then beginner six-week pathway or 12-week intermediate pathway. These are follow-along step-by-step training programs, which then, following that, we then have our whole foundation series and maneuver series as well for you. So next week, I'm going to be discussing if you should move to a bigger surfboard and how to manage changing upboards or down. And this is talking about that whole concept of we always should be pushing to a smaller board and the surf industry and everything else wants you to move to shortboarding. But at what point should you move to a bigger board? When should you go the opposite way? So until then, I'll see you next time.